Hey, hey, welcome to Horns Up. This is episode number 26 and we are talking in a week where, or rather in a month, where there's been quite a flurry of activity from solo artists. I know Dhruv Ghanekar is back in the gigging scene. He's doing some gigs. Oh, like wow, he yeah, is? Yeah, he's doing some gigs with a new ensemble or something of that sort. Right. Cloud Kicker, Ben Sharp just dropped in a new release. Yeah, that That's something that I was most excited and it's... Mm great to like wake up to an email saying yeah i can't kicker. wait to hear it too i mean i've, I've got it but i haven't yet heard it okay. uh blackstar blues warren released something on social media that says he's almost done with his new album yeah and he put out like a making of uh, yeah video. so that will be coming out soon and it's been about a month since we caught uh sutej singh a guitarist from Uttaranchal, Solan, yeah, Himachal, Himachal Pradesh. Okay, sorry for that. A guitarist from Himachal Pradesh, yeah, who has completely bowled us over, who completely bowled us over with what was a fucking excellent performance. Yeah, dude, I I still can't believe we watched him, and I'm surprised that I never kind of checked him out earlier. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, Bobbin keeps like recommending him, and apparently he put Apple Music on fire. Yeah, and he, damn it, he even got the uh, he even got attention from uh, Katrina Kaif. Yeah, the Bollywood starlet. <laughs> she kind of. <laughs> Do you think Salman him. Khan ever like wrote to Sutej Singh saying, "Abi, tu kono ta?" I just made Peter absolutely lose his shit right now with laughter. Well, because Salman Khan and I actually have some connection. <laughs> Holy shit, this is new discovered territory. What is this connection quickly? Well, I kind of went to the same school as him. But of course, <laughs> decades <laughs> Do apart. Do they teach you how to like dance with only using your belt buckle no, as they, a they, they kinda, dancing they, movement? They, they kind of like tell you that... Yeah, Salman well, you exude similar charisma. So <laughs> maybe that's like one of the course works there. No, it's simple. They tell you that... Yes, Salman Khan went to the school, <laughs> but he was nothing like what he was back then. You cannot be like him. And we're like, okay. <laughs> so it was quite the... Well, you know what Salman Khan has in common with all these musicians? Well, apart from the fact that he tried to play a guitar without oh, yeah, any plectrums okay, and yeah. stuff. Not that actually you need plectrums for playing a guitar, but whatever. He did a very, 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 very stupid job of uh, trying to play a guitar and then played the first few notes and then threw the guitar and the guitar magically kept playing the magic of movie making. Yeah, Bollywood music. Yeah. And if you're an Indian, you'll know which song I'm talking about uh, regardless of whether you are into Bollywood or not. And I'm pretty sure there are quite a few of our listeners who actually are not Indian but still watch Bollywood. So, so no yeah, judging. even you guys will know what song we're talking about because that song was a fucking raging hit. Yeah. I actually sang it once at a school competition anyways we are fucking digressing (laughs) too much let's get back on track let's get back on track Sutej Singh ace guitarist although he doesn't like to be called a guitarist he calls himself a composer yeah which which is one of the things we discovered during our conversation with him yeah completely because uh, let's set the context right so this is a hardcore metal night yeah right black blood Uh, what was it called black blood Black Blood. Yeah. Black Blood. Okay. I, I didn't realize that. It featured this lovely band from Rajasthan from Jaipur. I didn't catch You that. didn't catch that? No. Shit. I, 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 I caught that one. Yeah. Lovely band. I'm forgetting their name completely. But I think they were called Demigod. Demigod. Yes. Demigod. Yeah. Dude, Demigod guys, if you guys are listening to this, fucking ace performance. Just keep doing what you're doing. A lot of kings to be worked out, but I think there's a lot of potential there. I went and actually told them that they reminded me of a very young, very young, pre-pubescent, pre-first album, Demonic Resurrection. They had that kind of a vibe. Okay, wow. Yeah, that's putting undue pressure on them. Anyways, so, um, like, metal bands slated first, second, third, and Dead by, uh, no, not Dead by Fungi. Pacifist. Dead by Fungi? Dead by Fungi closed the night. Dead by Fungi. Fuck, now I'm confusing even (laughs) the fucking hardcore bands. Whatever. Uh, Yeah, so they were supposed to close the night. And in between these two bands, you had Sutet Singh, who came on stage with a lovely little guitar. Not little, I mean, it was standard size. It was a lovely guitar. There was Ishan on bass. And there was Parth on the drums. And that's it three people 
and they played a lovely half hour set that completely won me over yeah and it just like because yeah, even Sudej talked about it and he said it on stage that this was the first time they were kind of playing to a metal audience so he also was not sure what response to get and boy did they not only win us over but won over a lot of metal yeah the music was beautiful and it totally the, I mean I kid you not this is one of the first times when uh, you know that high that you get from discovering new music and then you go back and as soon as you can try and get it yeah, I did that. Like, as soon as I got into my car, the first thing I did was try to find this guy on Apple Music. And boom, The Emerging, that's the album, uh, released last year in 2018. It was there. It's a beautiful listen. Just crank it up and play it from start to finish. Put on a good set of headphones because this is stuff that you can lose yourself in. Yeah, and it, it, it you can... I mean, this is the kind of music I like listening to while kind of doing work or kind of there. But... Uh, yeah, it, the moment uh, you kind of immerse yourself into it and with each listen, this is the kind of music that you will keep finding more and more nuances which you never heard the first time. Yeah, completely. It's like an onion. It keeps, I made that reference earlier on the podcast too. It's one of the things that I keep going back and talking about. But whatever, this is really deep stuff. It's very layered. It's very complex. But it's not complex like uh, complexity for the sake of complexity. It's It's... It's so well structured and then we come to know that this guy is what 25 or 26 years old wow. and the and through the conversation it's even more mind-boggling some of the stuff that he says which I won't spoil right now but once you listen to it um, hopefully you guys will be able to hopefully you guys will be as amazed of his talent that we are or we were and the chat after him just solidified it. True and I think We've said quite a bit about the interview. Let's just cut straight into it. Yeah, yeah, let's just cut straight into it. Uh, mind you, it does take a little bit of time to get warmed up. And there were, again, a lot of uh, just bad recording issues that we faced because of the Wi-Fi and stuff. So it does get a bit noisy. But uh, anyways, here he is, Sutet Singh. <laughs> We've got uh, Sutej Singh here with us. Uh, welcome to Horns Up, uh, Sutej. And, hey, you know, hey, what's up? And, you know, first of all, congrats on the release, uh, the first year anniversary tour of the Emerging. You know, mm, animation, yeah. I was there at the show in Bombay and it was just great to see you performing. Um, I also how, got him a little bit at Delhi. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> how have the shows been so far, the entire tour? Uh, it's been actually lovely. You know, last year when we were performing, we were still beginners as performers and uh, we were still kind of getting used to it. But this time it was completely different and uh, we were more confident on stage, more uh, tighter as a band and uh, the crowd reactions were better. Everything was better this time. Yeah. One thing that really stood out for me uh, at the Bombay gig was you guys were like slam in the middle of like far more like heavier and uh, yeah exactly a yeah. band that played after you also you know it was just like very refreshing uh, to have you guys perform and you know one of the things I caught from you I said and I still remember you saying that you know this is the first time you're kind of playing to a metal audience so what, yeah exactly that reaction what is the reaction or was it expected I mean uh when the when this gig was uh, finalized and we were in that lineup, my reaction to my manager was like, "Bro, what's going on? Like, this is going to be a complete metal show. I don't know if people are going to like it or not, because uh, we have a very melodic side to our music, and uh, that kind of worked out well. I guess the audience like they were super into it in that gig." Because uh, I wasn't expecting a lot of noise for us in that gig. And um, it completely worked out for us, that, especially that gig and that tour. And um, I remember playing Bangalore the next day. And uh, it was a prog uh, show, so we were kind of expected there. But in a metal gig, you don't expect like super sweet melodies playing major scales on the guitar like stuff that <laughs> stuff like that don't work out really well though 
but it was good it was fun what kind of worked in your favor was the fact that you and your music acted as sort of like a palate cleanser to hmm. to clean us off of whatever happened before you and then set us up so beautifully for uh, dead by fungi that played after you guys it yeah. was it was the perfect kind of music that we didn't know we needed until you played it for us and plus mm-hmm. your musical genius and i know i'm just like blowing smoke <laughs> uh, <laughs> up at the moment but uh, your musical genius and the songs and everything they are that good to elicit or to just to turn uh, an audience towards you and to fans of you now that you're playing the same songs one year later mm-hmm. uh, do you see a change in the way the audience is reacting yeah like definitely you know the last time when i was performing i was super conscious like uh, are the audience uh, going to like it or not but this time you know uh, i've got a lot more fans coming in rather than just listeners from everywhere like people actually knew my songs and uh, actually they were actually rooting for their favorite song like they wanted me to play some particular song and that kind of really helps you as an artist like that gives you a boost in confidence that's nice okay so before we get mm-hmm. into the emerging and your music a lot more uh, i'd like yeah. to take you back to your early days uh, take us back to your childhood man uh, did you grow up in solan how did you get into music yeah. from a musical family etc etc what is your childhood not at all not at all <laughs> like my uh, musical journey started in um, probably in um, 12 standard like okay i just bought a new guitar my dad gave, gifted me a new guitar an acoustic guitar mm-hmm. and uh, i started playing songs like wish you were here songs from led zeppelin pink floyd okay and um, so were you so teaching started, yourself yeah. the songs or or did you yeah, have exactly yeah exactly you know youtube was new that time and <laughs> like we're that old that youtube was new and mm-hmm. we were searching for videos like new lessons and new solo stuffs and not solo stuffs the back then but i was just learning new songs even singing new songs like i don't sing but that was uh, just as a hobby yeah. and uh, when i come into college i bought a new electric guitar the red guitar if you remember that i was uh-huh. playing yeah, in yeah. one of the songs so that was my first electric guitar oh and um, i started learning some solo stuff like solos from iron maiden or solos from pearl jam stuff like that that those solos that i could play at that time so yeah otherwise i never had any intentions to be a musician before that even um, in my school days i would listen to some pop songs and hip hop everything like i was never into metal and never into rock until my um, first year in college yeah so that completely changed my outlook and where was this where were you studying in uh, college uh, this was a college near ambala it's okay. called uh, maharishi markandeshwar university that had absolutely nothing to do with music <laughs> <laughs> so okay so so since it's that then can i ask you what changed did you just realize that this is something that you do really well or was it that you just became fascinated with the entire sound or soundscape or mm-hmm. i don't know what what changed for you yeah the first thing that changed for me was uh, my realization that i was a very bad engineer <laughs> and uh, but i i think with with the yeah, i was in third year i was in third year and i was saying like with the indian scene i think engineering colleges have played such a huge role in just <laughs> huge rock role. and metal and progressive <laughs> music and i don't think any of the colleges have any idea <laughs> Uh, yeah exactly and i was i remember i was in third year in college and uh, i just stopped attending any sort of classes any sort of project works anything related to studies so i would just sit uh, i would just sit uh, in my hostel room and just practice my scales and practice new songs 
and uh, even at that point i didn't realize that i wanted to be a full time musician but we had a band called wireweed at that time it was a prog metal band from the north and uh, we started winning gigs started joining those battle of bands and um, after i got done with college uh then i started uh, uh getting more serious into this thing like i started making new songs started making instrumental songs for myself not for the audience at that time but i just started making songs for myself and uh, yeah it just happened that process kept on going and it just happened naturally so just to take a step back you know what was like the environment in the college because you said that you didn't really have it wasn't really known for music were mm. there like certain key people or a group of people that kind of had an influence on the music you were listening to i mean you did talk about yeah. pearl jam and stuff yeah yeah so, uh, how, so yeah. We, uh, we had a group of friends that would listen to that time and um, there was this small practice room in the college so we would go there watch our seniors play some metallica and some megadeth and we got inspired by looking at them and um, the bassist uh, who plays with me right now he was in the same college we were, he was the part of that group so okay. we've been together since then and uh, yeah otherwise um, that was like that's the core haryana thing that college it's it still gives me goosebumps like just to you know realize that how i got got out of there as a musician so uh, sutej one yeah. thing that really fascinates me is the fact that you are a self taught guitarist right yeah yeah i mean it's it's very weird because that means that you didn't have an external guide as such to mm. to take you from you know one style of playing to another or to even introduce you to whatever it is that you're learning in a systematic manner i mean yeah, exactly yeah you could you could be like are today i want to learn marty friedman solo from holy wars and then mm-hmm. tomorrow i'll learn david gilmour solo on wish you were here or something yeah. like that was it something yeah. like that or or uh, was there somebody telling you acha ab ye sun acha ab ye sun acha have you heard this one next yeah it was a latter situation i okay. mean uh, i had friends like you you got to listen to this you got to listen to that i mean after um, our summer holidays we would come back to college and meet and um, share what kind of music we have listened to during our holidays so ishan the basis mm-hmm. so he learned the new song well, i think it was holy wars <laughs> the exact song that you mentioned so he learned that new riff he asked me to play that so i learned that song from then and uh, the next summer holidays he got introduced to dream theater and all the prog stuff so he's kind of my like a guy the guy stuff. who like yeah, yeah. who discovers new music and um, he discovered dream theater to pocket tree all that prog stuff so yeah i kind of you know got into that and started listening to those bands this new and uh, i kind of loved prog music mm-hmm. i mean it came naturally to me as a musician and uh, started listening to dream theater a lot like a lot of dream theater and uh, john petrucci and <laughs> opeth and uh, that kind of was my turning point as a musician yeah so wait one second uh, it boggles my mind that you that and and correct me if i'm wrong but the way you're telling the story it yeah. seems like it was very easy for you to kind of figure out what music you were listening to and then figure out how to play it was it really that easy or did you have to put in a lot of a lot of work to just try and figure out what was going on i don't know i never thought that much about it so um, yeah i was just enjoying the music i was listening wow. to and playing whatever i was listening to 
and whatever I wanted to. So again, that guide factor was never there. And mm-hmm. uh, I never had a proper teacher or a mentor to tell me that you should learn this next or that. So I would just do stuff like my own way. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Wow. 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 Now, you know, you've already brought up uh, something I was going to ask in a question. So one of the yeah. most obvious influences when I was listening to you would have been John Petrucci, even though, like, you know, the music you have. Uh, who else would you consider your guitar heroes or people that you kind of look up to? Probably my biggest two guitar heroes are obviously John Petrucci and Gilmore. So I would listen to a lot of Pink Floyd and a lot of Dream Theater. Dream Theater for that more technicality in them and uh, Pink Floyd for more feel. Obviously, Dream Theater has feel as well, but Pink Floyd is all about feel. So I would just learn solos from them and learn what they are trying to do on that guitar. And mm-hmm. absolutely love their playings, both of them. Okay, now each of the each of these heroes you mentioned, right? Whether it be whether it be the bands or the individual guitar players, they all have a unique sound. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think you have a unique sound at the moment? I think I do right now because um, I had a friend calling me up. I sent him a new song. Like after the emerging, I sent him a new song that I recorded, a rough recording. So, and I didn't tell him that it was my song. So, and he immediately recognized that it was my song and it was my kind of playing. And... uh, like initially i would agree that i would sound a lot like john petrucci because uh, obviously that influence comes into you yeah completely yeah yeah, the more you listen to it the more you cover their music that will come into you naturally like that that is gonna happen yeah you are a product of your influences yeah you you cannot stop that yeah completely so i remember the first song i recorded and there was a lot of dream theater influence and a lot of Petrucci thing in that. So I kind of changed those parts later because I started realizing that I need to sound more like myself. So after the recording got done, so because that was the first song that I made, I recorded and um, I started changing parts in those songs and I started changing the licks, started changing the riffs that sounded more like Dream Theater or sounded more like Petrucci. So, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I, I lost the track of the question, actually. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a very simple question, Satej. You say that you have a sound. Yeah. Can you yeah, describe to us what a Satej saying sound is? So, yeah, my sound sound would be like surrounding a song with a simplest melody Mm -hmm. and um, like making a whole picture out of that simple melody. That's basically it. Like I would just pick up a melody on my guitar and make it epic make it huge make it gigantic just uh, give it a stadium kind of a sound like for example my one of my songs called the comeback trail like i never expected that song to do so well because mm-hmm. i don't know that melody is like super simple like super simple i don't know how to describe it you got to listen to uh-huh. it yeah so um, and I never thought that people would actually love it that much. So in the yeah, moment, uh, the moment the album got released, so that song came on the number one spot on Apple Music rock chart. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, why this song? <laughs> like, why not that song? Because that's way better. <laughs> so yeah, that's basically my kind of. Um, songwriting you can say or my kind of sound that I make a simple melody go nuts. Ooh, that's yeah. a nice way to put it. Yeah. 
now none the emerging you've got uh, quite a few uh, guest artists you've got scott hingham on drums jila mm-hmm. seen on flutes kyle yeah. emos on bass now mm-hmm. why did you re- choose to reach out to them instead of getting indian musicians to perform well, on yeah. it's kind of funny but uh, i was actually reaching out indian musicians back then but okay. uh, no one was like showing that much interest or that much you know zeal to do it oh wow okay and that's i don't know why was that because i was still no one back then and um, i remember i just asked a few people and i wouldn't name them right now but uh, i've sent an email to them and there's no reply i've sent an uh, a facebook message and there's no reply to that as well so i was like why <laughs> why the fuck i'm even asking them then if they don't want to reply it's okay and the uh, randomly one day i asked the guy uh, on instagram to do drums for me and uh, he was like yeah that's super cool we can do this yeah and the moment he showed that interest i was like yeah that's better i mean these guys can record uh, around the same deal like there there was hardly any um difference regarding the money okay. and uh, obviously these guys had their own studios their own sure. recording equipment so yeah why not that was a better option for me that time stage uh parth and ishan uh, the yeah. members of that boy ruby yeah. how did they become part of your live lineup yeah again parth was uh, has been with me for a very long time like it's been almost 10 years now okay and uh, so these guys started a band called that boy robbie in chandigarh that was uh, 2 years ago i know these guys as well for a very long time but uh, there were no good drummers around this area <laughs> to be honest okay <laughs> and uh, parth is like one of the top notch drummers here and uh, we kind of vibe well with each other and uh, yeah we started jamming and started working out so yeah that's how it worked okay all right i noticed that in your uh, gigs you're playing along to a click track minus tracks yeah, yeah. etc essentially you're leaving very little room for improvisation yeah exactly. is that is that an intentional decision because when you come to hear a guitarist uh, mm. play live music you're not just yeah. coming to hear the same songs you're also coming to see his talent i mean that's that that's my perception yeah. of yeah yeah you're absolutely right i mean uh, my thinking is completely different for my own self like i don't call okay. myself a guitar virtuoso or i don't like being called that because i'm more of a composer than a guitar player Mm-hmm. and there are so many better guitarists than me right now even around this area and i keep telling people that this is not a guitar album i never called this an uh, a guitar instrumental album i just call it a instrumental album mm-hmm. so uh, yeah i just want to play the songs how they are exactly like because um, it's not a guitar jam thing uh-huh and um there is one song that uh, a couple of guitarists have uh, solos between them yeah but uh, so we tried uh doing this with another guitarist but that didn't work out so i rather did it myself and but uh, again uh, coming to that question i just wanted to play the songs how they are like live and just play exactly to give the listener that feel okay as a follow up i i must ask you this yeah does it does it make you feel I, i don't know how do you react to the fact that most people who then end up listening to you or watching you for the first time mm-hmm. end up seeing you as a guitar player and not mm-hmm. as a composer does it bother you at all uh no that 
I don't think that much, to be honest. Okay. Yeah, whosoever comes up and calls me that you're a guitar god, India's great to have you. I, I just keep saying <laughs> that, dude, I just suck at my guitar skills. Just come here for the experience. Like, if you want to hear the emerging, like, there are so many parts that I don't play guitar at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like you guys have seen me, like so mm-hmm. you know that I just stand back and there's this uh, there's a string section going on. Yeah. And I'm not playing for those couple of minutes. So that's how the album is, and I just want it to be that way. Okay. All right. Uh, I'd like to talk a little bit more about uh, the emergence. Um, yeah. It's just so smooth and it's so solid. It's Thanks. it's so collected and mm. since i heard it a few weeks back it's been something yeah. that i'm repeating a lot and it's not just because i had to prepare for this chat mm-hmm. that we're having it sure. really is an excellent excellent album Thanks. Um, so the question is what were you trying to achieve or communicate as such with the emergence mm, like <clears throat> That's a very interesting question because uh, um, initially, like, I was just making songs. Okay. And uh, I started out with one song and uh, I would just listen it uh, back to back and I started with another song. That was a break, like, those couple of songs. I I would just, like, I should do an album. Like, why not? And uh, I started recording meanwhile I was in the writing process. And uh, so I just kind of discovered how my writing process was. Like, again, that melody thing, just write Mm -hmm. a simple melody and continue with it. So I would just collect a bunch of melodies and play over them and see how it works out and see that can come out as a huge sound so the first song that i wrote and composed as a full-time musician was oceans apart mm-hmm. that was in, uh, 2015 and uh, i remember like that was the moment like i thought that yeah man this could be the album in the making like and people would like people were uh, giving very positive reviews about it as well like I should do it you should do it come on and uh, the next song that I composed was walk my path that is the next song to oceans apart Mm -hmm. and um, my uh, um, attempt for a scholarship in a music college Oh, okay. Yeah, I would. I made a very complex looking song, a very complex sounding song, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was basically my attempt to a music college <laughs> scholarship. <laughs> so yeah, that continued, and uh, I started writing other melodies, and so the album happened eventually. Just sticking on to the album for a bit. Mm. What does the emerging as an album mean to you? I mean, it's uh, so close to my heart right now because it's given me so much. As a listener, if I listen to it as a listener, I, I it never fails to amaze me. Right. And uh, I've never got bored of my own album, like till date. If I've listened it to like <coughs> a thousand times, it never fails to amaze me or it never bores me to death. <laughs> Like I remember, I remember in the mixing process when the album was getting mixed, and uh, I would have to listen to this bloody song for like ten, ten times in a row. And but still, it was like okay. I'm still not getting bored of it. I just absolutely loved the sound, how it was coming out. It's given so much love. It's I've gained so much love through it. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, at this point, I have to ask you, can we play something from the emergence on the podcast? And 
if so which track can we play and why are you choosing that track um we can play oceans apart that was the first song that i released and composed even closer to my heart that's got a special that's got a very special feeling to it so yeah oceans apart that's perfect Thank you. 
All right, so Tej, yeah. we know Katrina Kaif is a fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you a fan? <laughs> of- <laughs> oh, now I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> that is, like that's now, very good. <laughs> now I've got so much respect for her. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. So, so uh, uh, on a serious note, did the Bollywood rub off? However little it was, however lot it was, yeah. whatever it was, did it help you yeah. at all? Absolutely, it helped me a lot. Like I got articles written on it. I got so much attention out of it. And um, apart from all that Apple Music scene, this was mm-hmm. the other other section in the other side of the world if you call it that was uh, i mean it's it was absolutely mind blowing it was absolutely not expected it wasn't the part of the story but it happened and everyone so I, yeah i have to at this point ask you what was it like to see that message on instagram like when it popped up what was your initial reaction <laughs> So my initial reaction was uh, this is a fake <laughs> so i was about to have lunch and uh, it was 1:30 pm or so and i got a notification that katrina kev wants to send you a message uh, i was like okay let me open it my like, kya fake account kya because um, there are so many bots in, on instagram and all these stuff So I saw the blue take. I saw 10 million followers. I, I was like, "What the hell? <laughs> like, how is this possible?" I mean, and um, it all of a sudden my phone went bonkers. It everything like it, it felt like a viral thing. It got filled with notifications and filled with messages coming from all around India. and i got phone calls from my friends oh, did you see him uh, story <laughs> so it was amazing it was absolutely out of okay. this world okay so overall uh, bollywood or let's just generalize it to say soundtracks and sound designs that's mm-hmm. something that you really want to do a lot more of yeah right yeah yeah so uh, what's what's happening in that space are you uh are you actively composing stuff now are you dedicating more time to you yourself as an artist or to other projects can you talk to us a little bit about that yeah right now i'm actually back home and uh, when i'm back home i'm writing a lot of new stuff and uh, i'm actually practicing a lot of film scoring type music actually uh, there's a story behind this too so i was practicing my album was done the writing process was done and the recording was almost done and uh, i was just practicing my film scoring skills and um, i started writing this new melody that sounding that sounded like a epic soundtrack of a war film and uh, i added uh, guitars on it i don't know why and uh, i made a song out of it and added that to the album that's called revelations that's the last song of the album okay so yeah i'm always practicing my skills for film scoring i always wanted to do that i'm really passionate about it as well right now i don't have any projects as of now but i would love to go to bombay and actually shift to bombay really soon and start doing it as a professional right uh You know, you talked about YouTube and learning uh, guitar on YouTube, but yeah. as a musician now that you know you've released your music and stuff like that, how important do you feel the internet for you has been as a musician? Yeah, that's been my teacher. Like, internet has been everything. Like, if I wanted to learn something new, even right now, if I want to learn something new about the orchestra or anything new about production so that's it that's the only thing that can teach me that internet has everything the uh, musicians from all around the world to play in my my album so yeah that's been everything for me yeah and also you know one thing we wanted to touch upon is the emerging has been released by an independent label pinecone records so yeah. 
how did you become part of the roster how did the whole deal come about um before releasing the album i was like how do i release it i don't know about this industry i was i absolutely knew nothing about it and uh, i was just thinking to myself ki bhai ab record to kar liya ab how do i release so yadavi came into my health and uh, he sta- he then started the pinecone records with his uh, friend palash okay so it wasn't a label back then but oh, wow. these guys these guys were just helping me out releasing the album the album and uh, eventually they started the label and started doing work very professionally and yeah managing that that's really great to hear uh, yeah. you know we, we've been talking for a while so just mm-hmm. kind of wrap up things what's yeah. next for you sutej um i think after i'm done with the tour and all the gigs Uh, I'm going to come back home and start writing for the new album. And uh, I've already written four new songs. I'm going to continue doing that and uh, keep that Bombay thing in uh, in the back of my mind. Just yeah, that's about it. Okay. Final question to you. Yeah. In the future, whatever the future may bring. Mhm. So Tej Do you wish to be known as a composer or do you wish to be known as a guitarist? I think it will be a mix of both because I'll always have my guitar instrumental albums coming out but those those will be more of the all instrumental albums basically. I'll have keyboards in it, I'll have drum solos, I'll have uh, the orchestra sections in it. So but yeah people will always call me a guitarist first but I would uh, rather choose to be called as a composer all I can say is no matter what you do we are definitely going to be listening to it because Sutej yaar bahut hi changa kaam kiya hai tune that's the whole reason why we have you on the show we want more people to can kind of hear your music hear about you thanks a lot for part by this As you can tell, we are fans. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. Means a lot to me, man. Again, I can't believe the fact that this guy is a self-taught. B has such a lovely ear for music that he really didn't need, um, you know, that kind of a structured learning mechanism that a lot of people who you know study guitar and that way uh, are introduced to the guitar with. I think he's also <laughs> really humble. Oh, <laughs> he's 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 super humble. And he's kind of like in a way But un- he's so I I don't know, he seems like so uh confident. Yeah, and I think it's it's a very strange combination because like as much as we were talking to him and saying things, he's kind of like yeah, sh- but he never really thought about it. And I'm sure Yeah. He, it was strange. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. Yeah yeah yeah. Uh definitely so Tej we're going to be we are definitely going to be having a rise on you. I hope the rest of the world is to again not putting on you pressure but dude you've got something going on. I hope you make it big. Yeah. I hope yeah I I hope whatever you do makes you happy. So that was Sutej Singh man. Yeah that was Sutej Singh. New talent on Horns Up. Um lovely talent to have. And on that note I think it's time to say goodbye. Yeah. Uh check us out on social media, follow us Hans Up Pod on Twitter. I'm Trend Crusher. I'm Adam Moani. Till next time, Hans Up. Hans Up. <laughs> <laughs>